Welcome to my podcast, Worlds Collide. I'm the host of the show, Victoria Daute, and I talk with my international guests here in the show about the experiences they made in their new country versus their home country. So today I have Asmi from India and she came for grad school and stayed for work um, and that was over 12 years ago. So yeah, she now has established her life here and yeah, so we talk about dating versus here versus India and also having a dog that she needs to take care of and many other things and culture clashes and her English in the beginning ETC lots of interesting stuff yeah definitely listen in here it is hi Asmi how are you today also, I have hi Victoria I'm good um yeah I'm ready <laughs> okay thank you for um participating on my podcast I really appreciate it Thank you for inviting me. This yeah, is wonderful. Um, Even with all their time schedules and things like that. I know, I time zones. Yes. Yeah. So where are you right now? I'm in South San Francisco, California. Nice. And where are you originally from? I am from Punjab, uh, which is a state in northern India. Mm-hmm. And I come from a city, an industrial town um, in Punjab called Ludhiana. Okay. And um, yeah, that's where I was born and raised. And now I'm here. Okay. And how long have you been in South San Francisco? Uh, South San Francisco, I moved here during the pandemic. Ah. So, yeah. Okay. It's I um I was able to buy the place in South San Francisco oh. in 2020, um, but I have been in the U.S. for coming up on 12 years in August. Okay, yeah. And yeah. what brought you? Uh, for grad school. So grad school. I yeah I finished mm -hmm. my undergrad in computer science, and mm. then during the third year, which I still get confused about what the sophomore, freshman, all those years. Right. Are, I, <laughs> I have no idea either. <laughs> but I think I would be, I think I was a junior. So third year, which is junior, I think. I could be wrong. Um, I started applying and preparing for GRE. That's the exam that you write before you get into schools or apply to schools mm -hmm. in um the US. So I did that. And then uh, right after, I think within a month of finishing my grad school, I didn't even take my grad uh, undergrad walk or anything. I moved here for grad school to Stony Brook. Oh, okay. Stony Brook, where is that? Um, it is in Long Island, New York. Ah, ah okay. So you yeah. were in New York first. Yeah, I was in New York for a year and a half. Um, grad school took that long. And then I moved to, we were talking earlier before recording mm -hmm. Alameda. I was in Emeryville. Ah, okay. Is, yes. <laughs> we were neighbors. Yeah, we were neighbors. Yeah. Um, I was, so after finishing grad school, well, after finishing a year or 
sorry, timeline. What is time? Anyway, uh, I during uh, my summer internship, I it was my internship at a company in California. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, did that and got a taste for California. And I was like, there is no freaking way I'm not coming back here. Mm -hmm. like, how do I make that happen? Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. And I don't want, I didn't want to deal with New York weather. I, mean, uh -huh. I remember, um, so I remember I was there for one of the hurricanes. And oh, okay. it was just like, I mean, I, I grew up in extreme temperatures, but mm -hmm. it was just a whole nother level with all that snow. Yeah. And I remember just like snow on one side, snow on the other side, and just like a little path for me to walk <laughs> one apartment to the other. Mm -hmm. And just like, I can't do this. This is how I'm going to die. It's so cold. I'm going to die like this. And so when I got um, a taste of California and California weather I was like yeah this is yeah the the yeah. weather is pretty perfect it's always yeah. nice it's like yes. one week in the year when it's hot and yeah and then <laughs> the rest of it is like nice if it's cold then it's not even cold <laughs> no no it's, um uh -huh. but that that was I mean jokes apart it was nice that the company invited me back full-time ah that was awesome yeah. nice yeah so i i tried started looking for places in the bay area and you know like it, this was uh, 2013 yeah it was, was already really holding yeah <laughs> so i went with emeryville which is a tiny little spot on the east bay um yeah it's like between oakland and berkeley kind of yeah yeah mm -hmm. Um, I was living very close to the Oakland side uh -huh. eventually. Yeah. No, I, I used to live there too. Like I lived in Oakland, but very close to Emeryville. <laughs> so <laughs> we were probably neighbors. Yeah, we were probably neighbors. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, long story short, um, that's how I ended up in California. And then for yeah. grad school and then for work. Yes, yes, yes. And you decided to stay because California is really nice. California is amazing. And I I kind of built my life here. Mm -hmm. You know, I moved when I was in my early 20s. And I yeah. spent the majority of my 20s building those friendships and that community. Sure. Um, it just life's here. So okay, so you already uh, brought us there. So how did you make friends? Is it a lot of coworkers? Initially, yes. Initially, mm -hmm. it was a lot of coworkers. Um, then I met a friend at. Um, I really got into yoga. That's mm -hmm. how I met friends. But the most beautiful part is, I actually met my best friend. At, like we, she lives in New York now. Mm -hmm. but through craigslist oh on craigslist <laughs> how <laughs> you usually just meet the scammers <laughs> oh i have been there but i lucked out um so i i was looking for a place and uh my friend along with her roommate at that time she was looking for a place too um, or she was looking for a roommate so it was just it was perfect i met her i met uh 
like it was the three of us and a dog in the house wasn't my dog in the apartment and it was a tiny cozy apartment it was amazing we would throw these amazing parties the three of us would have so much fun together um but yeah that's it was craigslist and yoga so craigslist um that's how you (laughs) met it was like uh, when you were like looking for roommates yeah yeah yeah. okay Uh uh-huh i lucked Uh out um that said this was back in 2014 i don't know if craigslist is something i recommend <laughs> to people uh, that's how i friends. that's how i found the places back then too and that's how i found the my roommates too actually that's what how you did yeah. it back then right i mean now yeah. i don't know anymore <laughs> i don't think i would i have gone like I don't even look for stuff on Craigslist anymore. I don't know. It feels very sketch. I sometimes post stuff on Craigslist um, because I don't use um, I don't use Facebook. Oh, you know, okay. so I yeah. when if I want to sell something, then I use Craigslist, and it works. I like it I does. even sold my car there, and I was like scared oh. of like strangers, but but it worked really well actually. It okay. Yeah. I put my couch on there recently didn't work oh it didn't work i think um probably depends on what i also like tried to sell my um like a a a kid's bike on it Uh. and i don't know it took like six months until somebody was interested (laughs) i have had success with facebook marketplace in that regard yeah when it comes to friends but yes in in terms of you know being able to buy things secondhand or um sell things yeah 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 yeah, exactly and were your friends um were they also uh from india or were they other expats or no actually they were one of them was born and raised in um california Uh the other one is from my best friend who's back in the east bay now she is from Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. And yeah, um, other friends, I think, yeah, they're all born and raised in the U.S. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking now. <laughs> uh, well, people from work, they, some of them are Indian, but again, they're born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, um, curious a lot lot of times um it's easier to connect with other expats yeah you know but also um my experience was also that I became always really close with my roommates usually my other roommates were Americans too yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so when I moved here I could see that there's a tendency for expats to form a community together Mm mm-hmm especially it's not even like expats united sort of a thing but it is like indians hang out with indians or like other um expats from different companies the countries hang out with each other yeah i think i kind of wanted to and i'm not calling myself a rat (laughs) or like just like uh oh i'm so special i try to do something different no it just I wanted to try something. I actively made a choice to be friends with people who had different 
background than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I wanted to learn about the culture. Yeah, I wanted to American culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, I think, there was also a strong sense of assimilation then. In my early 20s, I really wanted to belong. And I thought if I could just pick on these little culture things and pick on these like slangs and how people behave or how they talk, how they, it, there was a strong sense of rejecting who I was mm-hmm. and my background and just adopting something new. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, to fit in and to belong. Um, I think it has taken me time and lots of therapy um, <laughs> to, to get to a point where I'm okay with who I am and yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to learn about other cultures and I'm excited to learn about other cultures but I don't need to shut down my own background yeah for sure own. for sure um yeah yeah that sort of thing so what was um the biggest difference in cultures for you um, there are a bunch of things coming up and I just don't know which one to latch on to, but I think, uh, dating was a big one. Okay. Um, What is that like? Yeah. So, I mean, I know American dating, the principle of it. <laughs> there are stages in American dating. Yes. Mm -hmm. You gotta go through each and every one of those stages to get to the end result. And maybe... Maybe then you are actually in the end, like where you think you are, but maybe you're not. You're just stuck in a situationship, which is a word I had to learn. Oh, a situationship. Uh, I never heard that word before. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. When did you get, like, when did you meet your partner? Um, we are married for 10 years now. Oh my God. Okay. You get out of here. You escaped all of the dating bullshit. Yeah. So, no. Okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> dating, I met my partner in 2021, so. Mm -hmm. um, so you went through a lot of dating before that. It was 10 years of being single in the Bay Area. Uh -huh. um, I should have started a podcast about that back yeah. then, being a person <laughs> of color and an immigrant and dating in the Bay Area. I mean, it's better than dating in maybe Texas. And Probably. <laughs> and Florida as an immigrant and person oh of color. Oh, my God. Imagine that. But um, it it's definitely, it was, dating was interesting. Um, going back to your question, mm -hmm. I think that is very, very different. And how, think, how is dating, though, in India? Oh, because I don't know anything about that. Okay. Uh, dating in India when I was there, I don't want to assume how things have evolved over the last 12 mm -hmm. years in India, but my experience of dating in India was I met, um, I was talking to a friend um, and we were like chit-chatting late in the night and things like that without even establishing we were dating or anything of that sort. It was just like long night texts and long night chats, um, just as friends, you know, just yeah. as friends do. And then um, eventually it was like, hey man, I think I'm developing feelings for you, but you know, I don't want to do anything about it. I'm just letting you know because I'm a cool girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I love you, right? And I'm like, what? the what 
I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess this is a thing now. Okay. That was dating for me. Okay. Um, uh-huh. So it like, it just, it just went to I love you and I want to marry you right away. Oh, I and see. I'm, yeah, like you don't date someone just to explore something. You date someone to marry them. Mm-hmm. And I totally missed that memo because I was just like, we're just dating. This is cool. And it was, everyone would just start asking, like, you're marrying this person, right? And I'm like, I'm 19. Mm-hmm. Can we not? Can we not talk <laughs> yeah. about this? Like, I have a lot to do with my life. Yeah. Um, but that that was dating in India. And again, it was a lot of hiding. My dad didn't know about it. It was right. a lot of hiding from people. When you're going out on dates, there's, there's again, this is... 2010 yeah. so 2011 uh-huh. um sorry 2010 or tw- 2009 it was a lot of um just hiding and um like you, there was no affection that could be shared um uh-huh. publicly there was that part of it um and uh i eventually shared it with my mom and she was chill about it which was again everyone was like oh my god your mom's so cool Uh oh i see Uh uh-huh that like dating everyone does it but i think it was a lot of um eventually you're gonna get married to someone your parents uh approve of like they're gonna say this is the person you marry and that's mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. i don't want to say that's what happens in india now i know that doesn't even within my family my uh cousins who are much younger than me they're dating and my family's super chill about it mm-hmm. and i joke about it because i'm the oldest one when ah. it comes to my mom's side and i was like there were so many rules and what the heck and now i see my cousins dating and she's and my grandma's like i'm so modern now yeah like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't even let me wear sleeveless when I was yeah. 10. No. And now she's like, I'm so modern. I'm like, cool, grandma. She's, okay. she's so cute. She's like 80, almost 80. And she's like, yeah, everyone dates. What can I do? And I'm like, okay, oh, times you're change. Very cute. Yes. Yeah. You're okay, cute. they adapted to that too. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, that was dating. It was like, so essentially you date with an intention of marrying someone, which I guess it's true here too, but it's different when you're dating at 19. I would hope you're not dating with the uh, intention. Yeah, like- I think it probably, I think because you're also in California or you were yeah. in New York, so those places are completely different. I think if you move, if you are in like a more suburban, uh. mm, conservative places, <laughs> I think people get married really young. I remember I had a um, a coworker in California, and I think she was she was twenty one or twenty two, and she was already like married for three years. Oh my god! So people get married really young, and I think for a lot of people here, it's like their main goal. I don't know. It seems to me like it. Just the other day, I went to um, yeah, I, we went to like a restaurant. It was like a really um, popular, loud place. Mm-hmm. And there was a bachelorette party. And I was like, they are maybe 20 years old. They're so young. <laughs> and I'm like, I because I'm not sharing that yeah. thought of like marriage is the main goal in life. 
so I'm like, oh my god, like there are other things in life you should explore before you get married so young. I think that's the part too, right? For me, marriage was not the end goal. And in some ways, people like me do not fit in in India. Mm -hmm. I remember being told by my friends that you're doing this act, right? You're 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 gonna change, right? Like how long? I remember being asked, I think last time I was in India, this is pretty much like late 20s and someone, a friend asking like, how long are you planning to do this for like this act for? And it's like, it's not an act. It's my life. I'm building my career. I'm doing things. Marriage is not important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I did want to date at that time and find a long-term partnership because it's beautiful and I, yeah. I wanted it but it it wasn't like I I want to get married I hadn't thought of marriage honestly yeah. till I met my partner yeah you want that relationship you don't want that piece of paper yeah yeah know? it yeah. was it was a year into our relationship when the thought of marriage came to me for the first time ever in okay. my entire life okay are you married was, now no, no. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> not there. <laughs> but it was the first time where I could just be like, hey, I think that's a possibility for me, uh-huh. you know, because like, for the longest time, it was not a thing. Yeah. So I think that's another aspect of the culture that is different. Or I feel it less here where judgment around the life you choose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If, if, if it was me right now in India in my almost mid 30s um, there would be a lot of judgment Mm -hmm. around living by myself well I live with my partner now but I was living by myself with my little pupper she's not little but I like to call her little and and like fostering dogs and doing work and other side projects and things like that and it was it would be frowned upon. It yeah. would be like my mom would have to go through all of that judgment. My right. family would have to go through all of that judgment, not oh, just man. me. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm not saying that it's not present here. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did move here thinking that it wasn't going to be present. I'll be honest with okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> I did move here thinking, I'm going to live my life and no one's going to ever question any of the choices I make. Uh I will have a voice of my own. Um, Yeah. Uh (laughs) I work in tech. So (laughs) yeah, that no, no, that's not the case, but it is, it is a little muted to the point that I can, I can deal with it. Do you mean like the work environment or... Or what do you mean, especially? So, uh, are you talking about, like... Okay, so in India, again, like, the pressure to conform, pressure to, as a woman, be married, not have a not have a loud voice, or at least my experience of it, growing yeah. up in Punjab, in... Okay. Um, was, like, a lot of patriarchy. Dad right. ran the household. And I moved to the u.s thinking that was not going to be the okay case. but you work in a very male dominated <laughs> industry yes okay now i got it <laughs> yeah yeah 
yeah. yeah. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, patriarchy's everywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cool work. I remember, I think it was 2015, 2016. I was like talking to my mom and I'm like, where can I move? Like, where do I escape patriarchy? Why didn't you not fight back? Why did grandma not fight back? Uh, yeah. She's like, she's like, honey, you know, it's getting better every, with every generation. I'm like, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're frustrated with the patriarchy everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's not enough. I was, I was thinking maybe, I don't know, maybe I imagine maybe New Zealand, but I don't probably but even like, there. You saw all the questions that the prime minister was getting asked. All right. Uh, oh my God. All kinds of uh, bullshit. With- right. Just because she's a woman. That's so yeah. sad. Oh my God. People yeah. are just stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, even even women asking those questions, you know, even women right? are questioning women. Right. That's the that's the part that gets me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like it was like when when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Oh you God. know, it's like I cannot vote for her because yeah. she's a woman. Like if that comes yeah. out of a w- woman's mouth, you know, I'm like, I don't. Sorry, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or the rhetoric around, oh, you know, she's uh, she's a woman, so. Oh, what was the thing? Like, she gets emotional, or like, how can we give her the nuclear codes? Because when she's on her period, like, how oh is she gonna God. manage her emotions? It's like you gave Trump exactly like the opposite. <laughs> like you gave you gave a an insane person that code. <laughs> you know? Oh God. Like you rather uh, have like emotional person at least like she's weighing in something that yeah. things that could happen that could affect yeah. other people's lives. I don't see that it's a bad thing like weighing in some emotions. Oh, not at I all. Mean, you it's don't have like a like... crying person there or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more of like years and years of going through these hormonal changes and like emotional up and down that comes with it. It builds character, man. Yes. <laughs> like, it gives us all these years of training to deal with different scenarios, stresses on our bodies, external stresses, and all of those things. And women are amazing. Please. Yeah. Please, yes. Um, okay, let's go back to some questions. <laughs> so, so how was your English when you moved here? Um, I don't think it was bad uh, the accent was pretty thick but um it was an american english it was close to british english mm-hmm. with a very thick indian accent mm-hmm. well not not very thick um so i grew up in uh, going to a christian school okay. that's what it was called um and it, it was because it was it was a really good school and my parents wanted to give us the best education they could afford uh-huh. and um it the school was english medium that's what it's called in uh, in india like english medium as in english is their primary language ah uh, i see uh-huh so i think i learned the english alphabet alphabet <laughs> before uh learning hindi alphabet ah uh, yeah okay yeah 
and then Punjabi, which is supposed to be my mother tongue because mm-hmm. I grew up in Punjab, but it's not my mother tongue because my mom did not speak Punjabi. Uh-huh. Uh, she speaks Hindi. Um, so yeah, I, I learned that in first grade. So alphabet started, English alphabet started in kindergarten or even before that, as uh-huh. I was preparing for interviews to get into these kindergartens. Wow, okay. Um, my mom was carrying around apparently all these uh, things in her bag to teach me A for apple, B for blah, blah, blah. Right, C okay. For, yeah, so she was teaching me English alphabet before even it started in school. Oh, so they prepared you very well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I used to love, I I read, I used to read a lot. Um, and most of my, I think almost all of my reading was English mm-hmm. uh, books. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I got into Sydney Sheldon at one point and Daniel Steele. And uh, funny story, I lived um, in San Francisco. I lived close to daniel seal's house which is what the actual book like imagine growing up and reading all these books by this famous author and Uh then moving to san francisco and you're Um, just his neighbor her neighbor yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i was like what how did this happen yeah it was pretty cool right Uh yeah um but yeah i I don't know why my parents, why my mom let me read those books, but I read like 20 of her novels. Okay, which cool, is, yeah. Which is, which is a lot, which is 19 too many because you just need to read one to know what the story is going to be okay. for the rest of them. Oh, oh <laughs> but, I see. So. Yeah. So I English. any of the books. <laughs> it's romantic novels. You're not I missing see. out okay. on much. So English wasn't an issue. It was an issue being understood at times because the of, way things are said is I slightly see. different. Uh-huh. Because of yeah. the accent and also because yeah. of the British British Yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember using some words and they're like, no one says that. I'm like, everyone calls this a cupboard. What do you mean? It's like, it's not a cupboard. It's a closet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, covered. Yeah, I still. I mean, I also got. Um, I learned the the British English, and yeah. I still sometimes still those words come up. I mean, I lived oh, here yeah. for over ten years, but uh, those words they're still stuck in my brain. I absolutely totally say covered. I don't say trousers anymore though. <laughs> Wait, trousers is pants? Huh? No, no, no. I. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I meant, I meant trousers is British or European English. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. I use trousers. Uh-huh. I like how you're explaining trousers or pants. That's that's great. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of uh, something I said recently that people that someone was like, "Is I can't." I think thrice is another one that what I is? ended up using. Once, twice, thrice. Thrice. I don't know if it's European English or just my archaic. I don't know. I mean, I use. I don't use that. I mean, I know no. the word, but because <laughs> just, just because I, there's yeah. a band I like with that name. <laughs> ah, uh, but, I see. Um, I don't use it in my day to day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there, there's definitely um, that was the part 
that was interesting. It was also kind of difficult. This goes back to my assimilation point because people will try and make fun of how I said things. Oh, they did? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, oh, that is annoying. That one. It, yeah. Was I that think... at work or in uh, work. at school? Oh. No, not in like not there. And also I had some cousins. I have some cousins who were not the best, but uh. <laughs> um, they would make fun of uh, how I talked. Like it was my other cousins standing up for me and also me going like, Ew, that's all you got for me? Like we mm-hmm. would be in the middle of an um, back and forth, a debate or something like that, an argument. And they would just throw in. I said, you know, V and W are really yeah. messy. Yeah. Uh, Germans do so, that too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I said village instead of village. village. Uh-huh. Uh, and they started laughing at me i remember there are two of them just laughing and i was like all right i'm done i'm done with this conversation like why bother you don't um, even take me serious you only like hear the mistakes i'm making uh. yeah yeah and so eventually i i got a handle of that and now it doesn't happen that often but sorry it doesn't happen that often but uh Yeah, it was getting uh, mocked for that. That kind of hurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, is there um, is there anything that you really miss? Oh my God, the food. <laughs> the food, but you have yeah. lots of Indian restaurants, right? It's not, not the same. Uh, It's uh-huh. not the same. It's I I tell people all the time the food that you get here is actually North Indian food. It uh. is from Punjab. That's what you get. Uh-huh. You so. I mean, every state has its own right. cuisine and like own flavors and spices and things like that. And what you what you call Indian food here is just North Indian food. It's just Punjabi food. That's it. So you're not even getting like full North Indian. You're just getting Punjabi food. And as someone who grew up eating that food, I mean, sometimes it really hits the spot uh-huh. for some places. I finally found like 12 years into this country, I finally found this one place that gives me that fix. But uh, it's not the same. It's not. Okay. It's... Um... it's too heavy it's too spicy um and i don't mean hot spicy okay i mean like just too many spices in uh-huh. there um it's so greasy so greasy and and imagine like eating i'm indian and this is what i grew up eating but if you think this is what i grew up eating do you think i was just sleeping all the time yeah. <laughs> okay because it makes because it's so heavy yeah um. and that's not what what we had like that's not what food was like we had this three times a day and we were active and going around and doing things we weren't mm-hmm. just being like having our last bite and going like i'm gonna take a nap now really that would happen on sunday when mom would make something really like special and stuff But, um, yeah, I miss homemade food. I mm-hmm. miss home, like, I just miss good Punjabi food. 
<clears throat> sorry um i do have relatives in virginia so when i visit them um as well as my cousin in san diego uh, okay. when i go visit them she'll be like what do you want what can i make for you okay, and then she'll and then... pack stuff for me she'll freeze it and then she'll be like now you can carry it with you my grandma lives in virginia too she'll do that she'll make my favorite things she'll have them prepared when i go visit uh -huh. my, that's that's one thing i wish i could get it more frequently <laughs> And do you visit um, India often? Um, I used to, but I haven't in the last six years. So the first six, seven years, I went almost once a year. Mm -hmm. And then I think the last time was 2017. Now okay, I think about it. that's a long time yeah. ago, yeah. Yeah, well, it was the pandemic for a right. while. Uh -huh. And then I think it was also, I I was spending every break going to India. Right, you never go on vacation. So I kind of was like, hey fam, <laughs> I want to go somewhere else. So I remember yeah. one, one December, I went to Mexico. One December, I forget where I went. And then the pandemic hit. Plus, I also got my dog, and I ah. got a little hard. 2018 is when I got her, and the idea of leaving her for two or three weeks right? kind of just like... In a shelter. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Like, even if she's with her best friend, her walker, um, yeah. I don't know. It just I start missing her when I'm gone. Okay. For too long, yeah. but um, my mom's visited though. My sister moved to the U.S. Uh, four years ago, so that's been nice. And then my mom is actually in the country right now, helping my sister move from East Coast to Arizona. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm gonna be seeing them next week, so I do. Oh, okay, I do get uh, some family time. Yeah, you see your family. Yeah. Yes. And also your grandma and your aunts are in the country yeah, too. Yeah, I do my, like my mom's side is all in India. So I do miss them. I do miss seeing mm -hmm. them. Um, I do miss random Indian gatherings. I think we're like the weddings and things like that. It would be like there'd be so many parties and just ceremonies. Um, don't get invited to that many anymore for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh -huh, really yeah, that. okay. That was fun. Um, going back to the pets, that's the reason why I don't want to get a dog or a cat. <laughs> you know, my 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 daughter really would like a cat, but we're like, what are we doing with the pet if we're like out of the country for like four weeks? Because we always go for yeah. a longer time in in summer because. I don't know, yeah. summer holidays for school, yeah. right? And and then it's like, how do you have a, like, what do you do? I mean, I don't want to burden, like, friends yeah. with a pet or a dog hotel. It's really it's expensive. expensive. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think a cat is easier, uh, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think. You could get, but, but still, it's kind of. It's kind of mean to leave yeah. the cat by herself yeah. or itself for yeah. four weeks. Like yeah. she gets really frustrated. Yeah. And she will pee all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you could get a friend to come and just 
chit chat with her um uh-huh. or like i've seen people uh, house sit so they'll watch the plants in my case as well as the pets um yeah i think that's that i haven't left the house honestly for more than a week since i got um uh-huh your dog well no since since i got my dog i have left for more than a week i've left her with a friend at one point my friend was so mm-hmm. sweet to watch her for two weeks because i just mm-hmm. recently gotten her and um i couldn't like it had been like two or three weeks since i'd adopted her because it, it happened mm-hmm. it wasn't planned okay. at all and my friend was sweet enough to watch her for two weeks okay um but i don't now i don't leave for more than a week it just it breaks my heart <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, for sure. And the plants get sagged too. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we will do... Um, Probably I will ask a friend to water the plants after yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And, um, and I have a friend who does that uh, cat feeding for another friend. Yeah. But the cat gets really upset and starts biting and gets really aggressive because she misses her... Oh, no. Her family... So, like, my friend is already scared oh. of going there because she will get attacked by that cat. Oh, no. I think I also do a lot of road trips now. So, yeah. I can just take the dogs with me. My partner sure. and I absolutely love road trips. And we'll just pack sure. the car with these monsters. And uh, we did Oregon. We did Joshua Tree. We're thinking about doing Joshua Tree again. But, I mean, that's the beauty of California yeah. because everything yes. is so close. Yes. 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 That part is right. <laughs> and um, would you consider ever moving back to India? Right now? Um I'm not sure, actually. I don't have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. A year ago, the answer would have been absolutely no. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the last year, um, things have shifted for me a little bit where, um, yeah, I don't don't know. Um, (laughs) It's very vague, the answer that I'm giving you, but... I'm just not sure. I think um, I am still on a visa after 12 years. Mm -hmm. And um, which means that I can only work in tech or do this certain job that my visa allows me to do. Your H1B? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it comes with all the restrictions. And I think... Mm -hmm. I I do love my job. I like what I do, but there are days when it is very limiting in terms of what I can do with my life in this uh-huh. country. Yes. So that's that's where I'm gonna leave it. Because okay, I sure, I understand. Just, yeah, I understand just, because we're um we're also on an H one B visa um at the moment. So I'm actually on the H four. Ah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm on I'm the dependent with yeah. no work authorization, but I mean our green card is in process. Um yeah. 
But it's, I mean, still, like, my husband can work, but, like, he's, he's like, uh, committed to this company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you can imagine, 10 years in tech is a long time as a woman of color and an immigrant. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think some days it's very exhausting to work in an environment like this. And it's very taxing mm-hmm. on me mentally. So... Right, right. I think I, again, maybe I haven't been to India in a while and it looks like greener pastures, but um, yeah, I don't know if I would live, choose to live there, um, but I think I would, mm-hmm. it would be a stopping point to my next step or if that makes sense. Right. Do you remember though, when you went back, were there things um, that kind of, annoyed you because of the um, because of the reverse culture shock absolutely (laughs) yeah um I think one part that I really struggle with in India and that happens in work um in India too where your age guarantees respect and so no matter what you Mm -hmm. say what you do just because you're older than me you're right I can't question it. Uh I can't um, try to quote unquote educate you. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't say otherwise. I just can't. Mm -hmm. And I think after years living in this country and being able to voice my opinion or contradict someone and share my viewpoint, while it might not go (laughs) well all the time, (laughs) <laughs> but at yeah. least I, I can do that, right? Your age doesn't guarantee mm-hmm. that whatever you say is right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that part, that part I really struggle with. I really struggle mm-hmm. with that part because it's hard with my family. I can't ask my grandma to not force me to eat something I can't ask my uncle to stop saying these things that are bugging me or not Mm -hmm. to be loud and yell and I can't I can't do that because then I'm being disrespectful it's like guys I'm a whole ass adult can we not treat me like I'm freaking 10 like can we not Mm -hmm. um I think that part and um there's, I also struggle with, there's an inherent chaos in where I'm from. That was my experience of it. There's no, like, no one's following traffic rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one's on, uh, like, we have a dinner party to go to, and it started two hours ago, and my mom's still, like, we're, we're still not there. It's like, oh, <sighs> what is happening okay or i am asking my family hey can we or my extended family too hey can we have dinner together and it's just taking everything in my body and my brain to get them all to sit down on the dinner table Uh and just have a decent con i might not have my grandma get up again and do something and it's like grandma just sit down can we eat okay it's just like chaos all the time chaos 
okay. all the time. There's also an element of everyone talking each other, talking over each other. That, that sounds one... like my household. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just families are like. Uh, yeah. I think I, after living by myself and on my own for all these years, it's just hard, I think, for me to... Like, I enjoy it for a little bit. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, I just want to get back to home. You want to just silence. No yeah. chaos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can we just, if we said we're going to do this, can we just do it? It's just chaos. I, I have so many examples. And, and there are so many ways in which it can be simplified. But my grandparents and my aunts and uncles they're just used to doing it a certain way and then i'm just sitting there going like why oh, why hi. are we doing this again yeah <laughs> and what about here is there still after 10 years something culturally that you find hard to get hard to understand oh there are so many things that are i think I think if I was living in India, I would still have a similar experience where some aspects of work culture would be interesting to me or not make sense to me. But because I'm immersed here, mm -hmm. the productivity, the hustle culture, the like, you gotta show up and just constantly keep going. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard for me. Yeah. Um, especially... I received my ADHD diagnosis last summer. Oh, no. And so I am realizing, like, I have an inherent quality of just like, let's go this, let's do this, let's go there, let's do that. Like, there is chaos internally uh -huh, uh -huh. happening all the time. And the chaos, as you can imagine, outside, it, like, amplifies everything going inside. Uh -huh. So that part of it and it, it, it's yeah I think I think that was another reason why New York just could not work for me because there's there's just that rush it's so just fast that really going, fast lifestyle keep going. Uh -huh. yeah keep going don't stop oh yeah you're hurting don't stop keep going it, California is slower but there's still that productivity and mm -hmm. um like nine to five is just not enough that is yeah. quite quitting you gotta do just put your entire life and just everything to it no matter how you're doing yeah yeah I mean, I mean especially in tech I mean that's famous for yeah like all yeah. these long work hours you get compensated really well but then they expect you to work kind of 24 7 yeah. yeah hey we have like yeah. a nice living room at work <laughs> here we have all the coffees in the from the world the you know here beer on tap wine on tap oh we have yeah. a bar <laughs> oh you have a ping pong table <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and i fell for that i definitely fell for that oh absolutely <laughs> and i believe it i mean I, when i walked into these into these offices i'm like oh this is so cool i want to work here right right yeah and again like i really like my team i have to say that i they most of half of my team is in poland europe and so mm -hmm. they kind of have that culture where they're like work's done 
we're done. Like, we're done. Yeah. Do not, do not pester. Yes. Do not reach out after work hours and things like that. Um, so I'm learning from them, but I, yeah, I do like my job, but there are elements of it today that I'm learning how to work with given what the culture wants from me, given what, um, the pressure that I feel around me and how mm-hmm. I want to respond to that. Like if you read the news at the moment, it just says Gen Z is not going to do this anymore. Oh yes. I freaking love the next generation and the generation that's coming after that. I freaking love it. How they're just not taking this bullshit anymore. They're like, yes. no, thank you. Please. Uh, yes, I know. I mean, like, and sometimes I'm like getting tired of always reading this Gen Z versus millennials. Oh, no. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. Not another story about comparison. But I wish sometimes my generation would have been the one that did all those changes. But I don't know, because I was like, I wish I would have been part of that, you know, because we wanted to. Yeah. But we didn't. I think... This is maybe I'm like I'm an I'm a millennial and I think this is maybe just me thinking too highly of ourselves. But I think we did do the work to create some space for this. I think we yeah. did we did the work on ourselves. I think therapy yeah. is such a big part of millennial generation and how we um process everything, how we observe things and I think just like Gen X did the work for us to have yeah. a little room to voice our opinions or a little room to be right. like, this works, this doesn't. I think we did the work for, for them. For the next for generation. The, yeah. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. I think I think we tried because I, I definitely see a lot of things have changed within work culture in the last 10 years. I think my perception of it my like i have grown myself so there's that element of it i think our generation was just so enthralled by all of the ping pong tables beer on tap and kombucha and yes we're mm-hmm. gonna sit and work as much as you want we're gonna sleep at work i never did that but yes i've heard stories and seen people do that um and i think we 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 drank the kool-aid and then As we got older yeah. and our bodies got older, we were like, oh, no, can't be playing ping pong anymore, man. But like, why am yeah. I supposed to be here at 8 p.m.? I have a uh-huh. family. I want to get back to my plans. I want to get back to my dog. I think I think we we did. We did start questioning it. We did start. Yeah, we, we started feeling the effects and. And like with more stability, with more understanding of what we want, I think we were able to reflect back and be like, yeah, we want like financial stability, but I don't know if we wanted at the cost of our mental health, because man, yeah. it's not going yeah. well. <laughs> no, it's not going well, no. <laughs> and I freaking love Gen Z. I freaking love them so much. If... Gen Z, if you're listening, um, I could do without the pants, but also do you. 
you know, the low rise pants, if they're your thing, do you, you want to give that a shot. You got like those twenties, uh, metabolism and your, your bodies can process all the food and still look like it's supposed to look like in a low rise jean, go for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not like, we should not be following the trends that gen z no. like if no. if as a millennial i'm feeling bad about low-rise jeans jeans coming back and me having mm-hmm. to wear low-rise jeans it's on me why don't i have proper pants by now that just go to the height i want them to go so i am comfortable like that's on me exactly you do we you. should wear whatever we want yeah yeah to wear yeah so freaking gen z keep going man the questions the like the attitude they have towards work, I just, I freaking love it. I, I'm a big fan, big fan. <laughs> yeah. And no, I think um, more stories about, like, let's write those stories, like how Gen Z is freaking amazing and millennials. Tell us how we can support you. Just tell us. That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I hope they will listen. I don't know, but. I hope so. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but um, that were my questions for now. I think I think that was really informative, and I really enjoyed that conversation. Me too. I um, uh, again, I kind of want to blame ADHD on this, but I do uh, blabber on with my stories. So feel free to do whatever oh, you need to clean it. Um, up. only <laughs> the parts where you said oh, maybe we should take this out. So. <laughs> But thank you so much for um, being patient with me and the time zone things. Again, this was absolutely lovely. I had such a good time talking to you. And I wish you the very best on this project. This is lovely. Thank you. Okay. That was Asmi's story from India. And I thought that was really informative, especially what you do with pets when you don't really have family that could step up and take care of the pets. And um, yes, she also really does love Gen Z. And as always, if you want to reach out, please do so. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to be a guest on my show, please do too. My email address is worldscollide123pod at gmail.com or my Instagram as worldscollidepodcast, just one word. I would love to hear from you and please leave a review if you like this podcast. And yes, on another note, I will be changing the name of this podcast. The exact name I have. I haven't decided yet what the what the name will be, but I will change it. So just a heads up. And I hope I will see you next week. Bye bye.